0: life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You know, the other day, a neighbor of mine across the road was doing yard work, and their grass was really, really high, and And she was out there trying to mow, and I really felt for her. And I believe the Lord told me to go help her mow her grass because I had this edger that could just edge curbs real good. Her grass was grown way, way over the the curb, and it was going to be way too hard for a weed eater to do. And so I went over there and said, hey, can I help you? And she was like what? (laughs) And I said, yeah, can I help you? Because I had remembered that during the Harvey flood, she let me park the wife's car, Anna's car on the driveway. They have the highest driveway in the neighborhood. So I parked it up there and it saved our car. Well, she had given to me. And so I wanted to give back to her. So I went over to help her edge and weed eat and mow and all this stuff. And, and she really appreciated it. She was so glad she said, You know, I never could have got this done myself. I said, Well, you know, here I am. Come over here to help you. Well, you know, in today's story, we're going to see where David, he prayed according to covenant and also he had given to someone in the past. If you remember Mephibosheth, well, now because he gave to Mephibosheth, all that giving that he gave is about to come back to him when he needs it. This neighbor of mine, she gave to me when I needed it to escape the flood water to park on her high driveway. And then I went and gave it back, because I felt a loyal sense of obligation to do so. David's going to get the same thing here in Second Samuel 17. So before we get into this, I want us to be reminded of the terms of the Davidic covenant, the covenant, the promise that God put upon David, and it's in second Samuel 7:16. Let's be reminded of what the terms are. The Lord said, "In your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever." King David had God's covenant upon him to establish from his line an eternal kingdom. And that line would bring in Messiah Jesus, our king, our covenant king, who would rule on this throne forever. And so our salvation plan is wrapped up in this. That's why you need to know what the terms of this covenant is all about so you can see your salvations in this. But Absalom, here in the chapter, he was come to try to take over that covenant throne and God was not about to let any of his promises fall to the ground he never had. In the previous chapter, that man, Mr. Wisdom named Ahithophel, he gave Absalom advice on how to take the crown away from David. But then he now here in chapter 17, he's going to advise how to do the next phase of his plan, the next stage in 2 Samuel 17 verse 1. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Now let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight. Okay, Ahithophel was to go after David now. Let's go get him. He wanted to immediately kill David, so that there would be no contest to the throne, anybody that could challenge the throne. You know, friends, there is never two kings to any one kingdom. There is only one king per kingdom. But before the new king can take over, the old king has to die. And I made a parallel with that last time that when you give your life to Jesus and make him king, you, yourself, if you've been living as king of your own little kingdom, you've run in your own world, that king's got to die. You've got to let it all go. You've got to give up your, quote, kingdom before you can make Jesus Lord. But before the new king can take over, the old king has to die. And that's why Ahithophel wanted to take 12,000 men to go take David out. I want us to be reminded about Ahithophel how he was perceived, how high-ranking he was. It says in 2 Samuel 16, 23, Now the advice of Ahithophel, which he gave in those days, was as if one inquired at the oracle of God. Whenever Ahithophel talked, he whenever he spoke, people listened to him. And so look at how big the odds are stacked against David. The man that David used to go to and ask, How do I do this? whenever he had a situation, that guy, Ahithophel, is now against David. He was against God's covenant king. Ahithophel was looking to take God's covenant king down. This was against God's prophetic plan. Now, I had just showed you here Ahithophel's great running track record from Scripture, how great his his history was. But now, it's also time to show you how good the Lord's track record has always been. Look at Joshua 21:45. Says not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel all came to pass. That's good. <laughs> Friend, you can always trust that what the Lord says he's going to do, he is going to do. Take comfort in that. But as prestigious and as intelligent and maybe Eloquently spoken I, I I'm a redneck that, that's pushing it for my vocabulary right there, so you really know I'm trying, okay <laughs> as big as Ahithophel was, he was still too blind to recognize covenant. That's the problem. Had Ahithophel been able to see the covenant upon David, then he would have said, Do not touch this king. don't mess with David. he's not going to be uprooted from that throne. That's God's promise on him. We can't do it. Don't even try. But Ahithophel saw David as the enemy not the covenant king. And so during this time of affliction David prayed according to covenant. I'll say that again. David prayed according to covenant. That's the name of this message, according to covenant. You've got to know how to pray according to covenant. 2nd Samuel 15:31 let's be reminded. And David said, "O Lord, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. You see, David knew the covenant he had upon him. The Lord said, I promise to make this line through you for an eternal kingdom. And so with Ahithophel against David, David prayed, turn his counsel into foolishness. David can't just pop up and say, Lord, anybody that I want you to stupefy and make him dumb. You can't just pray for anybody like that to be made foolish. You have to pray in alignment with the covenant. So David prayed in accordance to covenant By saying, make Ahithophel's counsel foolish. You can't just pray against anybody you want to that disagrees with you. You've got to look at the covenant that you are in, like David did. David knew the covenant he was in. And his prayer matched God's will to fulfill that covenant. This isn't a way that gives you permission to pray, Lord, make this guy a moron. (laughs) Or God, knock this guy down. I don't like him. David wasn't praying against Ahithophel. He was praying in agreement to the covenant that God had already made with him. It's a very important concept we need to learn. We believers need to understand and learn from what David did right here. He prayed according to covenant. So Ahithophel goes on to explain his plan against David in 2 Samuel 17 and 2. I will come upon him while he is weary and weak and make him afraid, and all the people who are with him will flee, and I will strike only the king. Then I will bring back all the people to you. When all return except the man whom you seek, all the people will be at peace. And the saying pleased Absalom and all the elders of Israel. That advice was against the covenant of God, and they all liked it. Everybody liked Yeah, sounds good. Let's go get him. They liked it. 2 Samuel 17 and 5. Then Absalom said, Now call Hushai, the archite, also, and let us hear what he says too. Okay. <laughs> This verse absolutely amazes me because you really see God at work here. What gets me is that after the world's most renowned advice giver just gave his best input, and even after all the elders, all the government guys of Israel actually liked it. Okay, it's done. Everybody likes it. The whole majority is on board. We've got 99.99% of everybody saying, yes, let's go do that. (laughs) Even after all that. Absalom still said, but let's hear from Hushai. Did did you get that? (laughs) Let's hear from Hushai. I mean, you could have said, okay, that's over with. Who's this Hushai guy? You don't know anything. Ah, Ahithophel has spoken. The elders like it. That's what we're going to go with. But he gave Hushai a place to speak. What you see here is that this is the Lord working to uphold his covenant. The Lord God is going to keep his promises. Because why would Absalom even care? to hear Hushai out after Ahithophel completely flipped the polls. Every, everything's in favor of let's go get David right now. So I want you to remember that David had prayed according to covenant. David had also sent Hushai back into Jerusalem to confuse the advice of Ahithophel because Ahithophel was not acting in alignment to God's covenant. And so God allowed Hushai's part in the matter to come into play. So Hushai's going to get to speak. Uh, real quick before we move on, I want you to put yourself in Hushai's shoes for a minute. Think about being in his position, what he is about to do. Imagine that you're Hushai, and you know that your king just sent you to do a job, go in there to Jerusalem and do this work, but everybody is already satisfied to take an action that is against what you are about to say. You're about it's your turn to speak and now you're about to advise against what everybody's already agreed to. Do you see how awkward this would be if you were Hushai? Okay? Now, I want you to understand this is what it's like to be a pastor. This is what it's like to be a pastor. We pastors stand before the world. We get in front of people. Yeah, I'm on the radio, podcast whatever and we we put ourselves out there. And we say things that's against what everybody's already thinking. Everybody's already got their mind decided a certain direction. We're going to run with the world. We want to make all the money. Who cares about God right now? All that kind of stuff. And we're here to pastors. Your pastor is up there like Hushai to speak against what everybody else has already decided on. And the reason I say this is because I can really relate with Hushai. And I also want to put that to you, that you need to pray for your pastor. If you're at war with your pastor over little nitpickety little things like color of carpet and I don't like the way we do this and that, hey, stop it. Stop. You need to look at covenant walk and you need to get behind your pastor and support and encourage him. It's very big what your pastor's out there trying to do. They're brave. They're bold. They're stating the gospel of Jesus in a world that doesn't want him. You need to support your pastor. He is like Hushai right here, okay? But watch what God does through Hushai. Second Samuel 17 and 6. And when Hushai came to Absalom, Absalom spoke to him, saying, Ahithophel has spoken in this manner. Shall we do as he says? If not, speak up. So Hushai said to Absalom, The advice that Ahithophel has given is not good at this time. For, said Hushai, you know your father and his men, that they are mighty men, and they are enraged in their minds. Like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field, and your father is a man of war and will not camp with the people. Surely by now he is hidden in some pit or in some other place, and it will be when some of them are overthrown at the first, that whoever hears it will say, there is a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. And even he who is valiant, whose heart is like the heart of a lion, will melt completely. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man, and those who are with him are valiant men. Therefore, I advise that all Israel be fully gathered to you from Dan to Beersheba, like the sand that is by the sea for multitude, and that you go to battle in person. So we will come upon him in some place where he may be found, and we will fall on him as the dew falls on the ground." And of him and all the men who are with him, there shall not be left so much as one. Moreover, if he is withdrawn into a city, then all Israel shall bring ropes to that city, and we will pull it into the river until there is not one small stone found there. So Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The advice of Hushai the archite is better than the advice of Ahithophel. For the Lord had purposed to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring disaster on Absalom. Look at that. The Lord is going to take care of the Absalom problem, but look where it says he was going to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel. This is proof that David prayed according to God's will. David knows the covenant that's on his life, and so his prayer matched what God's will was. This is huge, guys. I'm trying to work into this. This is what I want you to catch today. Your prayers need to match God's will, not yours. But anyway, everybody already had their minds made up on what Ahithophel said. Yeah, we're good. Let's do with what Ahithophel said. Let's go get David right now. 12,000 men, let's march and go get him. But because the Lord had the intent to bring down Absalom Everybody changed their mind when Hushai spoke. Did you see how God worked? <laughs> God changed all the minds of everybody. You know, guys, it's hard to change just one person's mind when they're made up on something. When somebody says, this is the way I want it, you ever try to change their mind? They don't want to hear it. It's it's, it's work. But all the elders of Israel and Absalom, the Lord got in there and bam, now everybody's turned 180 degrees. They're listening to Hushai all of a sudden. Hey. They said, Hushai's ways better. Guys, only the Lord can do something this big. Wow. So the decision of all these people was influenced by God to fit into God's purpose, God's plan that he wanted to do to destroy Absalom. Ahithophel said, I'm going to go get David. But Hushai's advice included that Absalom himself should go out and fight David. You need to go in person, Hushai said. This is the big kicker right here that's going to get Absalom in trouble. But you notice Hushai said, we need to get everybody. We need to get all Israel. Overwhelming odds and numbers. Oh, wait a minute. I thought Hushai was on David's side. He is. But, Ray, Hushai just said, let's go get everybody, everybody, everybody to go get David. I know. You military strategists, you know what just happened here, what Hushai just did. He said, rally up everybody to go in, but Hushai's advice for Absalom to go first and rally up more people is exactly what was going to buy David more time. He just bought David time. Ahithophel was going to go in now. Give me 12,000 men. I'm going right now. Hushai said, no, let's gather a bunch of people first, (laughs) okay? Absalom thinks he's still speaking for Absalom's will, but Hushai's speaking for God's will to facilitate a trap that's going to take Absalom down. And so David's going to get time to gather up more troops and get provision and strengthen up here later to mount a counterattack to keep the kingdom. So Ahithophel wanted to go get David immediately, but David was just given time by the Lord through Hushai to prepare his troops to save and keep the throne, the covenant throne of Israel. You know, for those of you that know Texas history, because I'm from Texas, it's kind of like Santa Ana, the president of Mexico. He spent all that time fighting the Alamo, which gave Sam Houston more time to raise up the Texan army, which would come in and defeat Santa Anna later. Second Samuel 17 and 15. Hushai warns David to escape. Then Hushai took Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Thus and so Ahithophel advised Absalom and the elders of Israel, and thus and so I have advised. Now therefore... Send quickly and tell David, saying, Do not spend this night in the plains of the wilderness, but speedily cross over, lest the king and all the people who are with him be swallowed up. Now Jonathan and Ahimez stayed at Enrogel, for they dared not be seen coming into the city. So a female servant would come and tell them, and they would go and tell King David. Nevertheless, a lad saw them and told Absalom. But both of them went away quickly and came to a man's house in Bahirim, who had a well in his court, and they went down in it. Then the woman took and spread a covering over the well's mouth, and spread ground grain on it, and the thing was not known. And when Absalom's servants came to the woman at the house, they said, Where are Ahimaaz and Jonathan? So the woman said to them, They have gone over the water brook. And when they had searched and could not find them, they returned to Jerusalem. Now it came to pass, after they had departed, that they came up out of the well and went and told King David and said to David, Arise and cross over the water quickly, for thus has Ahithophel advised against you. So David and all the people who were with him arose and crossed over the Jordan by morning light. Not one of them was left who had not gone over the Jordan. When you're trying to get a message speedily across the land, you pick two young guys because they're fast, okay? (laughs) So they picked this two guys, Jonathan and Ahimez, and and they took a message to David that Absalom was coming to get him. So there was a good strategic move here, though. They were about to get caught. And so I can just imagine this woman here, she throws like a blanket or something over the mouth as well if the guys get in there, that she throws a blanket over it, and she throws some grain on it. It basically, she was making it look like that's where she sat down to make dinner for the night for her family. The guys that come and search for them, they searched absolutely everywhere except for where that blanket was. What nerves of steel. When it comes to these big ministries and big churches, and you're just one person that comes in and who am I? You're thinking, you know, I'm nothing. Look at how much the Lord did through this woman. All she had to do was make it look, you know, hey, I'm just, I'm tending to my grain here, and she was very influential. She was very essential to this message of warning to get to David. Look at what she did. So take a little bit from this woman here that you are not too insignificant to help majorly in God's plan. He can use you. Isn't that good? So remember that when you think of yourself as a little nothing, you know, what is this church or this big organization? What does God's great plan need with me? God has a specific way to plug you into his plan. All you got to do is be willing to obey, okay? It'll come. You'll get to play a role if you're not already. It's very good. And so these two young men were protected by God to get the message to David. And by morning, they had escaped over the Jordan and everybody was gone. Good work, guys. Second Samuel seventeen twenty-three. Now, when Ahithophel saw that his advice was not followed... He saddled a donkey and arose and went home to his house, to his city. Then he put his household in order and hanged himself and died. And he was buried in his father's tomb. Ahithophel's pride had been hurt. He had gotten so accustomed to being the man he was always listened to. Everybody always did what he said, that when he finally was not listened to, it absolutely devastated him. He couldn't take it. He couldn't stand the fact that somebody else was listened to, that somebody else finally rivaled him. Now, this was Ahithophel's problem from the beginning of this mess. He could not recognize covenant. And so, therefore, his best advice, what he thought was right, wasn't right. Friends, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You've got to know the covenant of God and ask according to covenant. Ahithophel didn't do that. And look where it left him. He was up in the high places of government. And he just couldn't take not being listened to just one time. Had he not been so prideful, he could have said, okay, you know what? They didn't listen to me this time. I'll show them next time then. He couldn't take one moment of not being listened to. That's the pride that he was in. Just one time. Friends, look at what sin can do. And so this man, Ahithophel, who had once given such great counsel, and everybody took him as God's man, as though the oracle of God, he had the red phone hotline straight to the Lord, I guess, I don't know. On the first bad go-round that nobody listened to him, he took his own life. Terrible. Don't end up like Ahithophel, thinking, I'm the man, I'm it, I know what I'm doing. And the reason the tap got shut off on Ahithophel and he lost his good advice giving is because he did not see covenant. David prayed according to covenant. David says, Lord, let's do this according to covenant. Ahithophel said, no, let's do this, what I want to do. And look how Ahithophel end, ended up. You need to weigh your life choices according to the covenant promises of God, not by what you think. Definitely not by playing politics. It'll get you in trouble. Second Samuel seventeen twenty four. Then David went to Mahanaim, and Absalom crossed over the Jordan, he and all the men of Israel with him. And Absalom made Amasa captain of the army instead of Joab. This Amasa was the son of a man whose name was Jethra, an Israelite, who had gone in to Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister of Zeruiah, Joab's mother. So Israel and Absalom encamped in the land of Gilead.